0: I'm J.D. Mullane, columnist for the Bucks County Courier-Times.
1: And I'm Phil John Ficaro, columnist for the Intelligencer.
0: Our headline today, a showdown looms between Pennsylvania and the U.S. Supreme Court over the presidential election. Democrats in the media have called the race for President-elect Biden. President Donald Trump and Pennsylvania's Republicans are saying not so fast. The PA vote that put Biden over the top is also under the scrutiny of the U.S. Supreme Court. Here to help explain what's happening from a Republican point of view is our guest, Jennifer Stefano, former TV journalist and now chief innovation officer and vice president at the Commonwealth Foundation, Pennsylvania's free market think tank. Jen, welcome.
2: Thank you, J.D., happy to be on, thank you both.
0: Sure, you wrote a provocative piece for The Federalist uh, this week laying out the voting issues that Republicans in the state are challenging and intend to take to the U.S. Supreme Court And that has to do with Governor Wolf's executive order that was upheld by the state Supreme Court earlier this year, which made unprecedented changes in how we vote in Pennsylvania. The problem is that election law in Pennsylvania can only be changed by our state legislature, not the governor or the courts. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito seems to agree. Can you lay it out for us, the details in this case?
2: Sure, it, it, and and this is exactly what happens. It's really the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Um, you, you know, Johnny Doc, uh, the <laughs> under federal indictment uh, labor leader, brothers on the court. It's a very radical, left leaning activist court, and they basically routed um, the laws that the Republican majority uh, sent to the governor, who signed it in twenty nineteen. Now, those laws, did they did change election law in 2019. It ended straight party voting. If people went into the polls, they know they cannot, no longer vote straight party. And there is an allowance for mail-in ballots, which it was not before in Pennsylvania. There's a very high bar to get an absentee ballot. That was all prior to the pandemic. When the pandemic hit, what Governor Wolf, um, the, the Democrats, the Democratic Party and the Supreme Court did was this little end run where they end up suing the governor the Supreme <clears throat> to say, hey, Let's override even those election laws from 2019. You no longer have to have, when mail-in ballots come in, the signatures match, which is sort of a hallmark um, to prevent fraud in election. They said um, you don't have to have the ballots in by November 3rd anymore. It can come in up to three days after the election. And what this did was two things. Number one, all election laws have to have two things, low barriers to vote, high barriers to fraud. So it lowered the barrier that would allow for fraud. And the second thing that it did was it fomented distrust in the system. It created the chaos that you are seeing today. And it is harming not a republican or a democrat. It's harming the United States if we continue to undermine our most vaunted institutions. And 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 voting is one of them. And you watched the democrats do this for the last 4 years whether it's claiming you know, the Russians are the reason Hillary Clinton didn't win. Of course, where are they today? Right. Is that is that why Joe Biden won? Is it the Russians? I mean, it's really undermining the regime of the United States. And yeah. um, it's not helped along by Republicans promoting unproven claims of actual fraud.
0: Yeah, they have- I mean, this, is, this is, you know, I I I look at all the claims of fraud and a lot of them are anecdotal and that's why I don't think the election will turn on that. But Pennsylvania's issue is different because it's it's really a legal issue. It's not about fraud, it's about late arriving mail-ins and can the Supreme Court and the governor through executive order and Fiat just simply say yeah, you're going to count them whether they have postmarks or not. But before, you know, Phil jumps in here, I just want to say I'll play the devil's advocate I mean, Jen, don't you think the Republicans in Pennsylvania carry a lot of the blame here? I mean, mail-in ballots was their idea.
2: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, It was their compromise to get rid of straight ticket voting. The fact is Pennsylvania had magnificent election laws that were low areas of entry, high barriers to fraud. You largely had to vote in person. This removes a lot of the problems of either a coercive vote Or where, you know, a ballot comes to the house and someone says you have to fill it out this way or someone else getting the ballot and sending it in. Right. When you have to show up, it's really hard. Um, It's much harder to commit fraud. But. When the ballots go out, you know, there's all sorts of chaos that can ensue, not because of malfeasance or because people are intentionally seeking to commit fraud. There's just so many mistakes helped along by bureaucratic incompetence. So, yes, I think that the Democrats and Republicans work together in 2019 to do this is they're probably, you know, uh, wishing they hadn't. But also what is not helping Republicans is to push forth, as you said, Anecdotal claims of voter fraud that are not proven, you right. know, show us that. Let's let's, and this is where we do have to. I we, the Democrats need to let these court cases play out. The question becomes yeah. whether or not there <laughs> are enough ballots after November third that would actually flip the election in Pennsylvania. Right,
0: and you know, as, as Governor Christie, former Governor Christie, New Jersey, said about these anecdotal, you know, voter fraud that the president keeps pushing, but there's nothing there, put up or shut up. Phil?
1: I'd like to see some evidence before we start making accusations, Uh, you know, whether it was a Democrat or a Republican. But as you said, you know, Republicans have, in part, themselves to blame for a lot of this. Um, But, you know, you want to talk about, um, you know, voter interference um, from the Democratic side in this case. I, I, I think about Texas and Harris County, where they wanted to have one- want to talk about voter suppression uh you know we can start there as well
0: yeah i mean look uh i I, I agree with you phil the the when i look at and i've looked at all of the the news reports uh from the various states that are under challenge uh the anecdotal evidence postal worker says she was told this or you know some guy saw a truck with boxes being brought in and uh, a mysterious uh, bags of, of uh, plastic trash bags being brought
1: in, and it just well, it, also, just, you know, there's uh, nothing uh, there, but be, be, yeah, exactly. Go ahead, go ahead. Tom. Um, I, I, you know, I, I go back to, and I don't know whether it was uh, it was McEnany saying that uh, there were ballots found in a river somewhere, and then when she was pressed about, well, what river was it? Of course, we got no answer because there right. was no river. Um, so I mean, you know this, this kind of, you know, servant volley tennis match back and forth is it's nothing new. Um, You know, and this is, you know, this has been the most contentious presidential election we've seen. And that's why it's gained so much publicity.
0: Yeah. And and look, it's, it's um, uh, you need to show us, you know, the fraud. Otherwise it's just a story. But like I say, Jen, in 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 Pennsylvania, this is a different animal. This is serious business, and it could potentially overturn the presidential election because uh, this is a, a a matter of our state law. And does Governor Wolf have the executive authority, even during a pandemic, to say to the people of Pennsylvania, "Sorry, I'm changing I'm changing our voting laws by fiat," and then getting the the 5-2 Democratic partisan US, uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court to go along with him, right? I mean, if this is overturned, Jen, I mean, even Josh Shapiro may may lose his seat, right? I mean- Well, I, I don't know that Shapiro, well,
2: let, let me say this, a couple of they things. Throw
0: First, you know, they throw out those votes. They throw out all those late arriving votes.
2: Well, I, I do not have, you know, I always look for original source documentation. Yeah. Uh, And I have yet to see an official site where showing me exactly how many ballots came in post November 3rd at 8 PM. I don't know. Um, and that's my problem is that we're making a lot of assumptions based on, um, what I feel are not original source documents or numbers that are to me verifiable. Now I'm not woke but I like to try and be enlightened. And enlightenment is all about reason and gathering data and making your hypothesis based on that. So here's a couple of things I will say. Um, Based on what we saw prior to the election, um, we expected the number of mail-in ballots, and we knew what was coming in from the Democrats and the Republicans, that the mail-in ballots would break 75-25 for Joe Biden. Um, You have to also remember when were those mail-in ballots due? Well, they were due after the first debate and right as the president was catching COVID. And we cannot forget that even some of his most ardent supporters were very turned off by his performance in that debate. And so the impact that may or may not have had on those who had to mail it in early, um, we should reflect upon. But there's no doubt that the all this anecdotal evidence, this this distrust, this cynicism has been sown by the Democrats um, for years, first of all, calling into question President Trump's election, but now um, by creating this chaotic system and end running around the legislature in Pennsylvania um, right before the election. But if you're going to ask me, do I think enough votes came in after November 3rd that Justice Alito um, can throw them out and it'll be, reach the 45,000 threshold, which is about where we're at for president, um is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? I, I don't think so. From what I'm here. And again, this is uh-huh. because I haven't seen yeah. original source citation. No, you're not going to flip the election in Pennsylvania. Right. Um, and I still think there's some questions about even whether you could parse what came in or didn't come in. And is it because there's fraud at the highest level on a systematic scale or is it that government workers at the local level, do things wrong sometimes, or that? Well, Jen,
1: Jen, given what you just said, what's what's the point? Very, very it's it's very unlikely this is going to be anything uh, to the degree that would flip the state. Um, is it as I've written in the past? Is this just a hail mary on their part because they really need Pennsylvania to flip it, and they're just they're just heaving up a ball and hoping it lands in the end zone because it really doesn't look as though this is going anywhere. Right. So yeah.
2: What I would like to do is appeal to Americans at a higher level and say, the point should not be we're investigating claims, credible claims of voter fraud and looking at and ensuring we follow the law um, because my guy didn't win and I want to change it. The point would be because we want the entire nation and anyone who wants to become a citizen to have trust in the integrity of the very system of self-government. To me, yes, I know, Pollyanna, unicorns, puppies, I get it. But let me just appeal to the better, better angels of our nature and say that should be the point. What is extremely problematic is that that's never the point. In 2016, Republicans were doing nothing different than Democrats are doing today. And then we wonder why, because if you really want to care about the vote, when it is not in your best interest, you should care about the vote. Right. So what I'd like to do, and regardless of what my registration is or what my, you know, political philosophy or what side of the aisle I lean on, I am first and foremost an American. And I believe in the rights of self-government, individual liberty. And I would like all of us to breathe, to slow it down and to be what our leaders are not, which is thoughtful and respectful of even those who we most ardently disagree and hope would lose the election. But. I'm doubt. I think I'm very much alone in this. Um, or, or, you know, I, I think there are others, but it's not really being I guess it doesn't sell newspapers or or make for great headlines.
1: Jim, but, what do you see as the timetable for this?
2: Well, again, let's let's talk about like underpinnings of democracy. If it if it does take six months to figure this out, um, you're not going to destabilize a regime and inaugurate a president, which. Perhaps states and, and you know, you you have to look at the laws is that in the modern era with 350 million people, does there need to be a longer time frame to verify and certify elections? That's a perfectly acceptable debate, but it won't change 2020. It took till December 10th for Gore Bush to be decided. Um, my guess is um, this is going to go through rather quickly. I think the, the the justices understand or the judges as well that have these cases before them. Uh, that they have to make decisions for the good of the republic. And those decisions should be done within the confines of the law with good, you know, dispatched jurisprudence. But, you know, in the end, I imagine it'll have it rather quickly.
0: And Phil, so, you know, I, so I think so the, point the point is point that, is um, you know, the the state legislature makes uh, election law, not Governor Wolf or the Supreme Court. You know, that that's, that really has to be upheld. Now, I'm not an expert on election. Law. Maybe there's some president somewhere that he can uh, show that he has the authority to do that. And it doesn't mean, uh, to at least four justices on the US Supreme Court that he does. So, this is really not fraud so much as it is a legal question, again. and But if you want to talk about fraud, Jen, you know. What about these satellite offices that the PA Supreme Court permitted? I don't even think that came from Governor Wolf. I think they just came up with that, didn't they? Where, what What are these that satellite offices that were scattered about the state in Philadelphia? How did they operate and, and where did the idea come from? Can you shed any light on that?
2: Yeah, here becomes the problem. I can't answer that, JD. And I think there's the problem, is when you cannot, even people intimately involved cannot say with surety, hey, here's how it was established, here's the way it was established, here's why it was established, you have a problem. Um, it, it sows the seeds of distrust, and it, it undermines the very republic that we all hold so dear. So I appreciate the question, but the question speaks to the bigger issue of what the Democrats did, which and which is why I take the stand that the Democrats, I cannot understand what Governor Wolf did other than to sow the seeds of chaos. He lowered the barriers for fraud uh, and made it easier to commit fraud. That is not the accusation that he, in fact, himself or oversaw the committing of fraud, but he made it easier and he undermined the integrity of the entire election system in a year that is already fraught with Pearl and was unnecessary to do what he did by executive fiat, which he did in the primaries, and then which the Supreme Court allowed to carry through and extend it into the general election. That's yeah, I mean.
0: the, 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 what I understand, these satellite offices were like you, you couldn't go in and observe what was going on as people collected their mail-in ballots and filled them out. I mean, conceivably, were fistfuls of these things being handed out and filled out. We don't know. We don't know. Because we don't have a um, any observers in there the way you know I saw at our drop boxes in Bucks County, you know, so it it really does call into question. And and I would think, Bill, that that all of us are on the same page about something like that. That we need to be able to see the system has to be transparent so that we all have faith, not just in this election. But in the
2: future, correct. <laughs> and I think that is my fundamental concern for our nation right now. And um, I seriously doubt liberals will listen to me. Maybe uh, conservative, libertarians, Republicans, whatever you call yourself, will. In that, um, look, y- you know, you're raising a good question about the integrity of the election. That you know, and, and the Democrats suing to not allow poll workers in was outrageous. And they could have simply said, no, yes, of course, that's a that's a standard American thing. We're not going to block that. But they did. And it creates huge distrust. But if you're asking me, you know, as a reasonable individual, do I believe that somebody sat around in one of these satellite offices and somehow filled out 45,000 extra mail-in ballots for Joe Biden? You know, is that a reasonable thing to think happened?
0: I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's reasonable. Um, when you look at the results in the first district here in Bucks County, it is clear that that what what why people flipped places like Upper Makefield flipped and went for Biden was it has to be laid solely at the feet of Donald Trump and his persona. He was not a uniform. he could have been, capable of it. Mm-hmm. But like this kind of reality TV show you know in your face new york brash guy and it just rubs so many people the wrong way not new york, new york maybe but here in bucks county it just he, he just was ballot box poison for enough people uh that he you know he uh he had no chance of winning the first district you know the autopsies for the 2020 presidential election have yet to be written. But there's a lot of good news, too, out of all of this, you know, for conservatives, Jennifer, and and, and you Absolutely. know that, Republicans. I mean, nobody, for anybody to think that Biden-Harris has a mandate to do everything they want to do is ridiculous. The votes it, aren't there. Are votes aren't there. Might...
2: Oh, sorry, GD, I apologize. No okay. good. Okay. You know, Biden and Harris may crow that they have a mandate, but they are crying behind the scenes. What will keep the Biden-Harris administration, if that is in fact what is finally elected, you know, if if things hold as they are, is the Democrats themselves. The moderates are horrified. Um, you know, prior to the election, there was no talk of replacing Nancy Pelosi. Now there's a lot of talk and concern that the majority leadership is coming out of New York City and San Francisco, and that this is completely disconnected. So here in Pennsylvania, um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the Democratic National Redistricting Committee. This was a multi-million dollar organization started by Eric Holder, um and Barack Obama that's Eric Holder's uh, Barack Obama's former attorney general and their job was to flip legislatures so they could redraw all the maps and make it in the democrats favor they were very successful in virginia but in pennsylvania um we've successfully built out a bipartisan permanent freedom infrastructure there's a group called the chamber uh, excuse me the commonwealth partners um, here in pennsylvania a local group on the ground that raised you know they were outspent four to one but in 15 districts they went up against barack obama and eric holder eric and obama came up with a zero they flipped not one race they played in and they were outspent they outspent um the right four to one now that's incredible they got hammered the first black man was elected to a statewide row office as a republican um a woman took the treasurer's office a huge shock yeah, of course, yeah. you know, God forbid the Democrats ever be proud of uh, the fact that the Republicans, uh, that women, actually, if you look at women across the country, it was the Republicans to put up female wins. And I'll tell you, when women run statewide here in Pennsylvania, women win. It would be good for the Republicans to remember that.
0: Exactly. We, we saw in um, here in the first district, uh, the 143rd uh, state rep seat, Wendy Ullman who was a a Professor American uh, here, bluer than blue, cobalt blue, in fact. She lost her seat. Um, And so I don't think that Democrats can spike the football. Uh, They seem, they probably have the presidency, but with a Republican Senate, they ain't going nowhere on the Green New Deal or any of the other um, dreams that they have. Uh, you know, for the future, and redistricting is in the hands of Republicans uh,
1: for the next ten years, it appears. So, and Phil, you have any closing remarks? Well, aside from you know the, the issue in, in Pennsylvania, I you know it's just a it's just representative of a, a broader effort by Trump and the Republicans to cast doubt on the integrity of the election. I mean, he did the same thing in 2016. Um, you know, he tries to get ahead of, well, if I'm going to lose, it can't be because people don't want to vote for me. There's got to be something underhanded going on. Um, And I think that works against him. I mean, if he hadn't had this history of, of casting doubt on the integrity of the election, people might be more inclined to raise a suspicious eyebrow about what's going on now. But it's the same playbook he tried before. Don't shake your head, Jennifer. You know, it's true.
2: Listen, Phil, Hillary Clinton still cannot stop carping that the election was stolen from her. The Democrats spent four years investigating day in, day out for four years trying to undermine President Trump's presidency via some fraudulent election. Today, you'll notice they could care not at all about Russian interference. The people who fomented the distrust are the Democrats. What they did in Pennsylvania undermined Election integrity for the entire nation. And by the way, for the, the entire world, there is no way, no way you can lay this at the foot of President Trump. He is. Look, I understand. But the Democrats did this. Their blood is on their hands on this one, Phil. And I disagree. They, they need to go back and all this unity this party of unity and decency let's see some of that play out let's see some of this protect the vote because they did nothing but cry a river for the last four years they are a huge part of the problem huge in fact the majority of the problem their behavior in the last four years
0: jen i'll give you the last word that's all for today ladies and gentlemen thanks for being our guest jennifer uh, get our podcast wherever fine podcasts are posted Read our award-winning content at our websites. Better yet, get a subscription. It's just 99 cents for the first month and reasonably uh, reasonable monthly fee after that. I'm JD for The Courier.
1: I'm Phil for The Intelligencer. For all of us here in the virtual newsroom,
0: thanks for reading.